to you by the Las Cruces Sun News. This is Straight Shooter. What is going on, everybody? This is Justin Martinez, a.k.a. Jay the Sports Dude. And if you are listening right now, let me just say thank you for tuning in to Straight Shooter, the podcast where I shoot from the hip and give you everything that you need to know about the New Mexico State men's basketball team. This is episode number five of our season-long journey. So if you're a returning listener, well, then welcome back. I missed you. And if you're new to the program, well, then welcome to the family. Where have you been all my life? Guys, we have a good one in store, so let's jump right into it. You know the setup by now. I'm coming to you from a place that I like to call the saloon. So Barkeep, what do we have on tap for today? On tap today is a recap of the Cayman Islands Classic, an interview with Johnny McCants, and a preview of the UTEP game. Alrighty, thank you Barkeep. I have my lasso in hand and it's time for our post-game roundup, the segment where I round up my thoughts on the most recent New Mexico State game. And in this case, the Aggies competed in the Cayman Islands Classic this past week where they ultimately took second place. Now since the team did play three games, I'm going to give my one big takeaway from each contest. Let's start off with New Mexico State 78-70 to overtime win against Colorado State in the opening round. My takeaway from that game is that there is a clear six man on the squad and his name is Jabari Rice. Now the redshirt sophomore has put up points in the past so far this season. That's nothing new but the main critique, the knock on him has been that those points haven't come when something was actually on the line. So he scored a career high 21 points against Western New Mexico who is a division 2 team and he also scored 11 of his 14 points against Arizona in the last 9 minutes or so of the contest when it was already about a 20 point deficit. Okay, but Rice actually delivered when the team needed him the most against Colorado State. He scored 12 points in the five-minute overtime period alone and ultimately ended up tying his career high of 21 points. He showed more aggressiveness on the offensive end than any of the other guards on the team, and that's what makes him so great in his role as the sixth man. Now, credit also has to go to Sean Williams, who has been really good off the bench as well but in terms of consistency rice has been that guy so far and that'll have to continue because this team is at its best when the offense doesn't always go through Trevor and queen now my second takeaway is from new mexico state 65 to 45 win over south florida in the semifinals guys a trip to the championship was on the line and the aggies did not disappoint my takeaway from this one is that the injuries are not an excuse guys so south florida is no slouch make no mistake but new mexico state dominated the bulls in every facet of the game and what was undoubtedly the team's most complete performance of the season. Now, the Aggies into the contest with a season-high three-point percentage of just 36.4%, guys. So they had not been shooting well from deep all season, but they shot 52.4% against the Bulls, guys. Yes, that is right. They were heating up from deep, but it did not end there. So the Aggies also tied for a season-low 13 turnovers, and they tied a season-high 7 steals. So everybody who got playing time got on the scoreboard, actually. And it's interesting because ESPN gave South Florida a 52% chance of winning that game. So that shows that all these numbers, I'm telling you, it didn't come against scrubs, okay? So yes, the injuries are frustrating, but the potential is still there for this team to succeed in the meantime while they are resting up. Now, my final takeaway comes to New Mexico State's 68-64 to loss to George Mason. It was the title game, a championship on the line. And my takeaway from that one is that 
that the Aggies have to roll 10 or 11 players deep. Now, I know the general consensus has been that turnovers is what killed New Mexico State in that second half. And for those who didn't watch the game, the Aggies held a 15-point lead at one point in the contest. But the Patriots essentially full-court pressed the entire second half and route to a comeback. And while that did play a factor, when you look at the stats, New Mexico State only committed three more turnovers in that second half compared to the first half. So what really made the difference, I think, is that the Aggies had 26 bench points in the first half compared to just nine in the second half. Players like Jabari Rice, who had 16 points entering halftime, Johnny McCants, Sean Williams, they just weren't able to give George Mason the same amount of trouble that they did in those first 20 minutes. And that's so crucial because when you look at this New Mexico State starting five, Sean Buchanan at the point guard spot, he's not a scorer, okay? He's a facilitator. He creates shots for other guys, but personally, he's not looking for his own shot more times than not. Terrell Brown at the shooting guard spot, He's not at full strength as he's dealing with that strand groin. And then C.J. Bobbitt, as a big man, is only shooting 36% from the field right now. So you need that second unit to come up and produce in order to keep up with these teams on the scoreboard. And that didn't happen in the second half against George Mason. And you saw what happened. The Patriots were able to come back and get the title, guys. So speaking of the second unit, I got to talk to Johnny McCants the other day after he averaged 10 points and about seven boards off the bench during that tournament run. A really impressive stretch. He was even shooting some three-point shots, which we haven't really seen since his high school days. So I got to talk to him, and here's what he had to say about his role on the team. Barky, change the channel real quick. You got it, boss. You guys coming off a run at the Cayman Islands Classics. I know that it uh, wasn't the result you all wanted with the second place finish, but just what are some positive takeaways you guys can, can take from that trip? Um, going into the tournament or going up to the Cayman Classic, you know, we were one in basically one in three. I know we won two games, but we're only one in three against uh, Division One teams. Right. And coach said we need to have very good practices leading up to it, and we did. We had three, four straight good practices. And then when we went up there, we all talked to each other and said, it's just a business trip. We're up here to do what we do, to love, to win the games. Like, it's a business trip. And positive we can take out of it are we started playing more like a real team. But there's, there wasn't that much selfishness on the team. We're all talking more. We're encouraging one another. We're picking each other up when someone's down. And, like, if one of our guys is down, like, that spot's filled right away because we all have high energy. Like, we want to win. And then... We just created team chemistry, a lot of team chemistry up there. It was a good experience for all of us. Definitely. You are averaging, I think it was 10 points during those three games. And I saw a tweet for you after the George Mason game saying that you got to be better. I'm sure the mindset is to get better in all facets of the game, but just are there any particular parts of your game you've been working on improving lately? Um, scoring, I wasn't even worried about scoring the whole time. But the team, they always talked to me, said I need a – I need to do something to like to help us out more. And one way I thought I could was just getting the ball down low and try to do anything I can. And they just kept on feeding me. They encouraged me to try to score a lot more, so I did. And then I need to work on my defense a lot more. I need to work on getting more rebounds. Like the scoring is going to come in transition, or it's just going to fall there. But I need to work on my defense. Yeah. Um, I know that you also were starting to shoot a lot more threes as well, something that you did in high school. Is it really just the mindset you're trying to get into to shoot it more or just kind of come with the flow of the game? Um, I know the first two years I didn't even shoot. Like the first year, I only shot when we were up by like 20 or so, and that's when I started shooting threes at the end of the game. But mm -hmm. the first two years, I didn't look to score at all. I was basically a pass-first big. I was not a threat at all, so I didn't help out the team. And... <laughs> Um, this year, I've just been 
getting in the gym with the coaches. They want me to get in the gym, start shooting a lot more. And then the coach, he's like talking about my confidence a lot more. The whole team's talking about my confidence. Like every time I shoot it, they're saying good shot. And if I miss it or make it, they're just there to pick me up and encourage me to keep on shooting. But I'm not trying to be selfish and like just continue to take threes and just keep on missing. I right. just gotta one falls, I'm gonna take another. If I miss it, then I'm done. But right, yeah, it's within the flow of the game. Yeah, cool. within the flow. Um, and I saw on the on Twitter that there was a, a pass that you missed from Terrell Brown. Um, I think it was like a coconut or something he was oh, throwing. Yeah. Or what? yeah, it was a coconut. <laughs> so I saw that he retweeted it, and he said, uh, he's like, I'm really nice like that or something like that, but Johnny McCants just can't catch. Yeah. What's your response to, to Terrell there? I just looked at it and I laughed because, <laughs> I mean, like, I know he's messing around. Like, Terrell, that's my boy. Like, yeah. we've been through thick and thin, and we don't even hang out that much. But, like, he, he's been with me for one year, and we came family, like, close, like, he knows everything about me. I know a lot about him, and man, I love him to death. Like I love this whole team to death. But like I said, it's a great experience. The coconut, you know, that was a bad pass. It, was, <laughs> it, was it bad. threw a little bit too high. Got you, got you. And you were in the water too. It's hard to elevate in yeah. the water, you know. Got you. It's nice you guys are getting ready for a game against UTEP. Obviously, last one was a loss on the road to them. Just how much has this team changed, or what are some improvements the team has made since then? Because it was a while ago, right? Yeah. Um, we made a lot of improvements. I mean. I know the last game we only had, I think it was under 10 turnovers, I believe. Like we're taking care of the ball a lot more, ball security, better shot selections, um, rebounding. And going against UTEP, I know they got guys that go to the glass and we got to box them out on defense, get the rebound and push and just go. But I'd say we improve by being like more of a team. Like we're all collective, like we're all together right now. Definitely. And I like to end all of these interviews by offering some nickname ideas to the players' interviews. So if you don't mind, I'd like to just bounce a couple off your head and just see what you think about them. All right. All right. So starting off, I know you are from Las Cruces. Uh-huh. So the Cruces Crusader, what do you think about that one? Yes or no? Oh, uh, yeah. That's pretty tough. Like that Cruces one? Crusader, yeah. All right. That's pretty Next tough. One, a pretty simple one, but uh, Money McCants, what do you think about that one? I mean, if I can start making more threes, <laughs> and then maybe we can consider it a little but We'll talk later at the season yeah. about that one. And the last one, I know that a big part here is uh, A Mountain is a big thing here. What about J Mountain? What do you think about that one? Yeah, I'd say so. I mean, I just got to be what the nickname is. Like, J Mountain got to be bigger on defense, bigger yeah. down low. So I just got to fit it. Okay. So which one's your favorite out of those three? I like the Cruz Crusader. Cruz Crusader? Yeah. All right, cool, man. Well, that's all that I have. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you so much. You. Best of luck on Tuesday, man. Thank you. Alrighty, thank you, Barkeep. So that was Johnny McCants talking about his role on the team as one of the key players off the bench for the Aggies. Big shout out to him for taking the time to talk to me after practice this past Saturday. And also, guys, I got a home run on the first nickname suggestion this time. This is progress, the Cruces Crusader. I remember it took me like three attempts to get Yvonne to finally admit that one of my suggestions was decent. So like I said, that is a step in the right direction. Let me know what you guys think about those nickname ideas for McCants. Let me know if you're feeling any of these but anyways let's move on to segment number three it is the one you have all been waiting for new mexico state is back in the land of enchantment and it is time for round two 
That is right, the Aggies are all set for a rematch of the Battle of I-10 against UTEP. After suffering a 65-50 loss in El Paso earlier this season, New Mexico State is looking for revenge as it hosts the Miners this Tuesday at the Pan American Center. Tip-off time is set for 7 p.m., and I'm here to give you all a scouting report of this matchup. The first player you need to watch out for on this UTEP team is Bryson Williams. The redshirt junior forward only played 17 minutes against the Aggies in round one because he got into some early foul trouble, but that did not stop him from scoring 19 points and racking up eight rebounds in the process. Talk about efficiency. This guy is a six foot eight, 228 pound bruiser. He's not going to show a lot of finesse at the rim or with the mid-range game. He's just going to back you down and put the ball through the hoop. It's worth noting that Yvonne Adekoachea was dealing with an ankle injury when they last played. So with him now healthier, we'll see if he can hang in the paint with Williams. The next player to watch out for on this UTEP team is point guard Daryl Edwards. Now the Miners are not a great shooting team from deep, but Edwards is one of the few exceptions, guys. So the LSU transfer is shooting 40% from behind the arc this season. And you have to remember that the Miners won round one of this series, despite only shooting 23.1% in that department. So that's going to have to happen again on Tuesday if the Aggies want to come out with a win. And a big part of that is making sure that Daryl Edwards gets kept off of that three-point line. Now my final player to watch out for on this UTEP team is Jordan Lathan. Now Lathan is a six foot four shooting guard that really has made strides in his sophomore season. He has good size at his position. He has a deadly mid-range shot and he also leads the team with three assists per contest. Now Lathan dropped 13 points on the Aggies earlier this season and he also recorded a game high three steals. So he was just causing a lot of headaches for the Aggies all night and that takes us into our duel of the day. That's right, the duel of the day, aka the top matchup of the game, is the duel between Jordan Lathan and Terrell Brown. Now, similar to Yvonne, Terrell was also dealing with an injury in the last matchup. It was actually his first appearance of the season after missing the season opener with a strained groin, and Terrell did turn the ball over six times in the process. Now, even though he is still struggling with his shot so far this season, his defense has been solid as of late. He held South Florida's lead scorer, David Collins, to just six points. And he also held George Mason's lead scorer, Javon Green, to just nine points. So we'll see if he can contain Lathan in this one. But now let's get into the keys to success. Guys, the first one is to win the battle on the glass. New Mexico State shot just 33.3% in the first half of round one compared to UTEP's 43.5% shooting. But what kept the Aggies in the game was the fact that they recorded a whopping nine offensive rebounds in the first 20 minutes. That helped them get 10 more shot attempts than the Miners, and it also allowed them to only go into halftime down 28 to 25. However, UTEP flipped the script in that second half and out-rebounded New Mexico State, which helped the Miners get that 65 to 50 victory. Trevlin Queen had four offensive rebounds. Terrell Brown and Sean Williams also each had two rebounds. So the responsibility doesn't just fall on the bigs. It's going to be a group effort. And if the Aggies can do that, they will be in good shape for this game. Now, my next key is to take care of the basketball, which leads us perfectly into our question of the day via Twitter. It is coming from at Salmo, maybe Salmonilla, Salmonia. I'm not sure. So <laughs> the MOE, and it is in all caps. I apologize if I'm pronouncing it wrong, my guy, but I appreciate you 
reaching out. He wants to know how much press should the Aggies expect against the Miners after a tough response to it from George Mason. Now, they should expect a good amount of press, but that was kind of assumed prior to the George Mason game. The Miners are a team that they thrive off of putting pressure on opposing offenses and forcing turnovers. According to KenPalm.com, UTEP ranks 22nd in the country in turnover percentage at a cool 24.8%. And for those that don't know, that is the amount of turnovers forced per 100 possessions. So that pressure was a big reason why the Miners ran away with the first game against the Aggies this season. After not pressing much in the first half and holding that slim 28-25 lead at the midway point, UTEP pressed to start the second half and forced five turnovers in the first five minutes. Okay, so you can expect the Miners to do that again on Tuesday. And if the Aggies are going to handle it the same way that they did against George Mason in that second half, then they are going to be in trouble. So with all of that said, it is time for my prediction. Can I get a drum roll, please? Alrighty guys, so with this one, I am gonna go with UTEP by a score of 68 to 65. I know, I know, I'm a terrible person. Look, it's it's never fun siding with the rival team because I know I'm gonna get those you're sleeping on the Aggies comments, which if you have been following my coverage all season, you know that's not the case. This is actually the first time on Straight Shooter that I have not sided with the Aggies and I have my reasons for it. Well, I do think the New Mexico State improved during the Cayman Islands Classics. A 15-point turnaround is just a big turnaround to ask for, even when you have home court advantage. Keep in mind, this is a minor squad that beat New Mexico, which the Aggies didn't do, and they're still undefeated. And to top that off, they now have Caden Archie in the mix, who was a former four-star recruit that transferred over from TCU this summer. I've mentioned him before in a couple previous articles. He's a six-foot-six sophomore wing with a lot of strength and athleticism. So New Mexico State isn't the only team that has improved. UTEP just looks to be in mid-season form already, and it is a shame that the Aggies aren't at full strength because if they were, I probably would be siding with them. Either way, I think this game is going to be a coin toss of a contest, and by no means would it surprise me if New Mexico State came out with a win. But that is going to do it for episode five of Straight Shooter. If you are still listening, I really do appreciate it. Also, I appreciate everybody that reached out to me with ideas for question of the day. Honestly, when I sent out that tweet, I thought I was going to get maybe about three responses. I got closer to nine. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put out a separate article tomorrow that'll answer a couple more of them because I want to get to as many of them as possible. But like I said, guys, that is it for me here tonight. This has been Justin Martinez, aka Jay the Sports Dude, and I'll see you guys next Sunday. I'm out.